Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 215 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the new property laws read out in the King's speech that are going to affect millions of homeowners and landlords. We're going to talk about what's been said, what's been passed as law, and also the impact on you as a property investor. Now, this was actually the first King's speech delivered by King Charles III at the opening of Parliament since, obviously, uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away. And the King's speech is actually written by the government, but delivered by the monarchy to talk about the new laws they want to bring into practice. Now, in particular, I want to talk about the new reform bill, which is going to affect the housing market by making it cheaper and easier for leaseholders to purchase their freehold and fight excessive service charges. Now, this has always been a bit of an issue. Let me explain the background behind this. There are two types of property in England and Wales. You have freehold property where someone really owns the building, but also the air above it and the land below it. And then you have a leasehold property where you can't own the air above and land below because that could be another apartment. Typically, they are apartments and also freehold and generally houses. However, this kicked off a couple of years ago because some of the big house builders decided to be selling brand new houses, but instead of making them freehold, which they should have been, to make some extra money, they sold them as leasehold properties. And what that meant was you buy a house, which should be freehold, but actually you have a small service charge you pay each year. And there's also a ground rent, which often doubles every 25 years. And the government said, look, we're not happy with this. It's really unfair. We're going to change this. Now, as a property developer, which you might be, I certainly have been in the past, I've made quite good money by developing blocks of flats, selling the individual flats off, and then selling the freehold to a company that might like to buy freeholds because they're they're long-term investing. They know that the value of those uh, freeholds are going to be significant in the future because when you generally buy a leasehold, apartment, what it means is after 125 years or 150, that property actually goes back to the freehold owner. Now, the leaseholder, as long as you've been living there for two years, has got the right to extend that lease. However, some of the uh, reforms they're bringing in, they're saying actually they want to make sure that you don't have to be there as an owner for two years before you can extend the lease. And instead of doing a normal uh, 90-year lease extension, you can actually extend some like 970 years. Um, So what this is doing, it, it gives more Uh, It's empowering leaseholders to take more control over the uh, property. And in particular, sometimes these big companies that are supposed to be managing these blocks of flats, they don't do a very good job. They charge lots of fees. And it means that the owner of that property, whether it's a homeowner or even a landlord, they're often at the mercy of the inability of these freehold management companies to actually do what they should be doing. So I think this reform is really, really good. Now, if they're going to get rid of the ground rents, they want to make them more like a peppercorn rent, 
which is a very low, and it might be literally a pound or two, that means the value of freeholds is going to dramatically fall. So if you are a developer, the biggest impact of this, in my mind, is that you won't really be able to sell the freeholds of those developments to other companies. There won't be a demand to buy freeholds because um, you know people can't make money out of it. So actually, what I think will happen is that when you buy an apartment, instead of buying leasehold, you might get a share of the freehold where each leaseholder who buys a flat has a share in a company that owns the freehold and manages that on behalf of all of the tenants. So I think that's probably a really positive move, a really good thing. Um, I've had a couple of people reach out to me saying, does this affect the freehold to leasehold title strategy where we find a freehold building and we then get a solicitor to create the individual leases and sellers off a normal Normally, the collective units are worth more as leasehold units sold individually than we can buy the freehold unit for. What that means is we can literally buy a freehold building, get a solicitor to create the leases without doing any building work at all. And often that building's worth a lot more as individual units. It's a fantastic strategy. Uh, if you look through the past episodes of this podcast, I'm sure you'll find more details around that. Um, I don't think it's going to affect that strategy. In fact, if anything, I think it's going to make that strategy better because the leasehold units are probably going to be worth more more money if they're not tied into these punitive uh, feudal leasehold systems as Michael Gove uh, was saying. And Michael Gove is the levelling up secretary and he's one of the people who's brought these uh, changes in. Another really interesting thing that the government want to do is they're uh, promising to put a 15% cap on the proportion of the premium that brokers can take out uh, to compensate for their work because um, a lot of people uh, are getting affected by they're having to take out uh, insurance policies, um, particularly where there are um, fire risks uh, because of Grenfold disaster that happens. You know, a lot of buildings have these uh, having very, very high insurance costs. Now, that's a bit of a problem in the first place, but also um, the insurance brokers who have been selling these policies, according to an FCA report, said that some of these brokers are making up to 60% commission of the costs of the insurance policies paid by the leaseholders. So in other words, this is money for nothing these brokers are making, which I think is absolutely outrageous, when really it's a pretty bad thing. They've got to get this extra insurance anyway because of the fire safety issues. And then to have the brokers make so much money, I think is completely unfair. So the fact that government want to cap this to a maximum 15% commission, I think is a really good thing. And you know what? The Conservative government, um, they're supposed to be for free enterprise, for entrepreneurship. Um, I would question some of the things they've done within the housing sector over the last five or six years. Uh, things like the introduction of Section 24 seems completely unfair because as property investors, we're being treated different from every other business owner who can offset all of their legitimate costs against their revenue to reduce the profit and thus reduce the tax they pay. We can't do that because we can't offset all of the interest on our mortgages. Um, but this particular reform bill, I think this is actually really good. This is going to help millions of homeowners and millions of landlords as well who've got leasehold properties. My personal view when you're investing in property, I think it's better for you to have a freehold property instead of a leasehold property because you don't have service charges, because you have more control over what's actually done to the property. But in some places like London, most property is actually um, leasehold. So there's a little you can do really. So 
Um, I think this is actually really positive. Um, it's amazing how you often see landlords have these knee-jerk reactions when these big announcements are made. And and what I recommend you do is whenever there are changes that are that are in the pipeline, they're being talked about, don't get too upset. Don't get worried about it. For example, there's been so much controversy about the idea about abolishing Section 21. Section 21 is where we get rid of bad tenants. And they were going to abolish it. Then they said it didn't. And what they're now saying is they're not going to abolish that until until they can reform the court system. Because at the moment, if you want to try and get a tenant out, the courts are absolutely stacked up. They're backed up from, from days of COVID, really, where everything stopped. And so it takes ages to get people evicted from the property. So what this means is by keeping Section 21 in place for the moment, I think it's really good news. And only once the courts have been able to get through the backlog and come up with a more streamlined system, then they will make a reform and probably get rid of Section 21s. What I've actually heard them say is if a tenant stops paying the rent, they're talking about potentially being able to get tenant out of that property in two weeks. Now, that's really good because if someone's not paying their rent, well, obviously, that's not fair on the land. They need to get that property back and give it to someone who is going to be prepared to pay a fair rent. But the very fact that that is in place, if it happens, tenants are going to be far less likely to play the system. At the moment... There are definitely professional bad tenants out there who deliberately make use of the fact that the courts are all stacked up and the system is certainly not perfect at the moment to really take advantage of landlords and you know some landlords who have tenants in the property who've just not paid for a very long time and they they just they understand the law very very well and often they're advised by councils and citizens advice for you to stay put in the property and don't pay the rent and actually i think that's really bad unfair advice it just doesn't help the market in fact if you think about it when landlords have had bad experiences like that they're more likely to want to sell up and and you know get out of the rental market which actually means there's less accommodation available which means rent Rents actually go up. So by by people like Shelter and Citizens Advice Bureau and councils advising people, or oh, just stay put and, and if you're not paying the rent, that's fine. Um, actually, they're making the problem even worse. They are helping to cause this housing shortage we have in the UK. Uh, you might agree with some of the things I've said on this podcast. You might disagree. It's been a bit more controversial this time. But my general view is this government policy, it's refreshing to see actually what they're doing, I think is quite positive for the industry. So well done to the Conservatives and great to see King Charles doing his very first speech to open the new parliament may he have many more going forward so that's it for this episode of the property magic podcast i'd encourage you to make sure you're keeping up to date with changes like this so you can learn how you can adapt and what you need to do that's why going to your local property investor network meeting uh, listening to this on a regular basis and also checking out my YouTube channel where also with a lot of new relevant information so you can keep up to date with what's happening in the property market. Until next time, as ever, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.